Welcome back, everyone, for another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. You know, we've been gone for a little while, but we're back. Restaurants are back. We want to talk about that, and there's nobody better to talk about it with than John Bunnell of Fort Worth. So welcome, John Bunnell, the spokesman for all things Fort Worth and all things Fort Worth Dining. Uh, John, you've, you've got waters open. Tell us what's going on with the John Bunnell restaurant family. Uh, well, thanks for having me, Bud. Steve, great to see you, too. Um, waters is opening, but, you know, we're in the middle of this curfew, so water, the, the waters opening was was a little difficult. We're, we're having to figure out a way to get customers in and out before 7 o'clock. So, you know, yes, uh, really glad to get back to normal dining. I'm glad to be able to offer oysters on the half shell again. It's a real, it's a real sigh of relief that it, it almost feels normal to have some of our stuff back. It's a tricky thing. I'm, I'm not sure we, we really understand what the word normal even means anymore in the restaurant business. Glad to be serving everybody again, though. Well, John, one of the best things about Waters when you get back is that you're going to have that patio. People haven't known about the Waters patio. and Everybody wants to eat on patios, and even when it's hot this year, people are going to want to eat outside. They like the fresh air. Talk about the patio. You bet. Uh, We love the patio on the backside of Waters. You know, Waters goes from Main Street all the way to Commerce. The patio itself is on the Commerce Street side. And if y'all remember during the shutdown, that's the side where we were doing the uh, curbside service. The bar outside that we have built in has a little AC trickling out on you. We've got some big fans. And man, when the weather is right, it is absolutely a perfect spot to enjoy some nice chilled seafood, a great cocktail, a glass of wine, or your favorite beverage. You know, yeah, uh, just that tower that y'all do. I can't wait to get that back. When, when the heat on a shellfish tower has just got my name all over it. See, now we're talking about things we miss. And so right. we've, been, we've been missing a lot of things the last couple of months. Oh, and uh, there's been a lot of crazy things. John, you were one of the first people to get out and, and, and you knew what to do right away. You went with family packs uh, online. You know, other people went with online or you went with heavy social media promotion. Uh, talk about the things that you did that led the way. And how did you know to do all that? Well, I mean, everybody was flying blind here when when they said, you know, you, you're going to be a restaurant, but you can no longer use the inside of your building other than to cook. It it, it caught everybody by by surprise. And of course, we all wanted to do something, but uh, we didn't have a lot of time to figure it out. And at the Bonnells location, we've actually found some success in doing curbside meals. My immediate reaction was that we're going to need to feed people. People still need to eat at home and not everybody's going to cook every meal. So it just it felt like family meal home replacement it was going to be the answer where we could cook for you know anywhere from 350 to 700 people a day just family four packs at the best value possible handing them off at the curb in the safest way we could do it and and at the Bonos location it actually ended up being reasonably successful we were able to stay above the break even point during this what's the future of that will you continue any kind of family pack Man, the future is, is a great question, and it, it's hard. I keep saying there's no uh, there's no experts to turn to because nobody's been through this before. It's our first pandemic, too. Um, I believe, if I'm reading the tea leaves, that to-go service, family home meal replacement will still be something we're talking about uh, years from now. So, yes, we're going to open the dining rooms back up as, you know, in the stages that they allow us. We're going to keep serving customers full service in the dining room, wine cellar, all that stuff. But I think our to-go program will be more enhanced and more important moving forward than we ever thought possible. 
Uh, Bunnells has not set a date for reopening yet. As long as the curbside is still successful, we're probably going to stay with it. A lot of people are not ready to come back out yet. And I completely understand if we're still selling out every single day, we will keep this going for a few more weeks until we can really open with enough space and enough tables to make it profitable. Because as the way Bunnells is set up, we can't get a lot of seats in here at 50%, even 75% with six feet spacing. You know, one of the things we talk about on here is good local independent restaurants. You promoted a lot of them on your own social media page. A lot of them really didn't have their act together. Uh, I tell people the restaurants are really at a disadvantage. They had to do a lot of things they aren't good at. Answer the phone. Take orders online. Uh, promote themselves on social media. A lot of restaurants didn't know how to do that. You're doing it all and showing them how. But who are some of the independent local restaurants that you've tried to help that you think deserve a lot of attention uh, who are some of the people that where you've enjoyed going to eat over the last couple of months? Man, I just I just finished a big old thing at Enchiladas Olay with my in-laws, and we, <laughs> we've been going by there quite a bit. We love it. All the independents are in the same boat. It's an extremely difficult time for independent restaurants because there's just no way to get your cash flow going. There's no way to do the amount of business it takes to cover your overhead um, with, with the parameters they've got. So we've been trying to promote each other as much as possible. We started with our list from the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival, we keep growing from there, from Riata to Ellerby to Grace to Nonatata, Aventino, Enchiladas Ole, Szechuan. Um, the, the list goes on and on, but don't forget uh, Drew's Place. Don't forget Loft 22 Cakes, uh, you know, Tamika up there. There's there just so many. If you've got a favorite independent, you got a local spot that you can't wait to get back to, don't forget about them. A lot Tamika of had her toilet paper cakes. That's right, the toilet paper cakes and more. But man, yeah, she's got some great stuff too. Yeah, don't, don't quit going. If that was the only, right. only thing she's got. Steve, where have you liked over the last couple of months? I have you and I haven't even talked in a while. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm uh, more at home than usual, and uh, so uh, uh, one of the sushi restaurants close to me, Wasabi, and uh, I've been going to uh, uh, Rufus, uh, you know Billy's uh, new place that he has. Rufus, the new Billy's Oak Acres location, right. is uh, now Rufus. Yeah, and I'm just going to go, you know. So, uh, uh, so it, uh, uh, but uh, those are the main two places I've been heading out. When you are you, from Rufus, do you get pork chops. What job? Uh, they have a pretty big menu now, but uh, I, I I do like their uh, their barbecue baked potato. Oh, the baked potatoes full of, of pulled pork or chopped beef. That's it's, it's particularly with meat prices. The baked potatoes have been a good deal. It's mm -hmm. a little bit cheaper uh, thing to get. Uh, yeah, and Billy's got the pork chops and chicken fried steak and all that too at, at Rufus. Yeah, uh, and you know, catfish now too. That, that's oh, a lot bigger menu than it used to be. Oh, I haven't had his catfish before. You know, mm -hmm. some of the best food we've had. Uh, of course, I, I said my favorite food from a takeout window is Robinson's Barbecue from East Berry. He's oh, got yeah. Kansas City rubs and sure. this thick, sweet Kansas City sauce, but he's got a smoked chicken with that Kansas City rub. And John, I know you do pretty well with your spatchcock chicken, but that's, you know, that's $40 for your dinner. And it, I think it's 13 for Robinson's. So. <laughs> well, it's 40 for four people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. A whole chicken for 13 though at Robinson's. Nice. So, oh, that's I'm, awesome. I'm pretty impressed. And what a day. This is really good. Lanny Lancard has done such a great ah. job. He's got his new Eat Fajitas up and running. Yeah. It's a, a ghost kitchen fajita operation. Uh, great fajitas for two, three, or four. Uh, beef, chicken, or veggie delivered to your door. Uh, you know, you it, it's the best little you know, you know, dial-in fajitas operation. So there's just been a lot of 
really good sure. food or a lot of really good takeout that we've had during the last couple of months. I say right behind Righteous Foods there, Michael Thompson has actually been doing some great stuff, and he's got some fantastic cocktail kits to go, which have been a real hit for crowd now that we can sell alcohol to go. On the barbecue yeah, exactly. side, Lime, uh, Bricks, Panther City, they have all just been killing it during this time as far as their quality goes. Those guys are amazing. You know, one other place with a drive through window I want to mention is Belzoni's out on Loop 20 West at White Settlement. Belzoni's Catfish is this family from Mississippi, and they, they fry catfish just the way they do it in Belzoni, Mississippi. And it's so nice. uh, simple. It's not oily at all. You can pick it up with your hand and eat it like popcorn. Nice. Your hands don't get oily. It's, the, the, it's just the best little fried catfish around. They have a drive through window. You never need to get out of your car. Uh, some cool. of the other places, let's see who else has opened the last couple of months, Steve. How about Zoli's done. Pizza? Have you had Zoli's? Oh, Zoli's. Zoli's got brisket lasagna now. It's yeah. Zoli's, so yeah. And, and Zoli's some, is back in business. For some truly classic, really nice Italian food, Nona Tata is hard to beat. She's doing some great <laughs> stuff over there. Now, see, you're talking everybody up. Paris 7th now is serving brunch for the first time. Paris 7th and St. Emilion have never been open on Sundays. Now they serve a Sunday brunch, and nice. they've got their dining room reopened at the capacity, and so they serve Sundays now. Uh, they're kind of that's helping, open up. That's helping until the, the modern gets back open. Oh, sure. Uh, John, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the Hot Box Biscuit Club is doing some great brunch stuff right now, too. Their, their chicken and biscuits is off the hook good. And Kevin Martinez over at uh, Tokyo Cafe is doing some great lunch specials as well. John, what do you think is going on with some of these places? They say their business has dropped some with restaurant dining rooms opening back up. That it was better during takeout. Do you have any idea what's going on there? You know, it, it's such a, a difficult time right now. We're all just throwing darts at a board and hoping something sticks. You're in a curfew. You're not in a curfew. You're at 25%, you're at 50%, you can use your dining room, you have to use the curb. I mean, everybody's just trying to survive these times right now. You know, a lot of businesses are just circling the drain, hoping we get that, we get the, the hole plugged up and can get back to some semblance of normal before it's too late. Um, please continue to support local, support independent every chance you get. They all need it. And then the quarantine just started up, you know, and I mean, it's now extended through the weekend. And that seems to be like people were getting ready to start opening up or things like that. And now, now that's throwing kind of a monkey wrench in it. Yeah, the night curfew now is hurting people that weren't hurt before, but drive through is going to open. So. Right. John, what's ahead? Do you have any idea? You seem to know what to do right away. What happened with restaurants in China? What do you hear from trends in the other part of the country of what the next steps are and what comes back next? All the indicators that, that I, I tend to think are, are valid are that you've got to start looking at a restaurant in a, in a different way. And then if I were planning a new place, I would not plan on just crowds inside your dining room, being able to pivot, being able to have something you can do besides just in-house dining, something we've all got to start thinking about in the future. So you have your, is that an Ironman hat on? <laughs> yep. Are you back to Ironman? Ironman Man Yes, that one was from 2013. You had like some issues for a while. Trying to stay in shape, but uh, Iron Man's not exactly running races right now either. No. <laughs> well, John, thank you. It's a tough time for everybody, and thank you for keeping Fort Worth informed on your social media page. I don't know how you cook all the family style meals and get all the information out to all the other restaurants here. So, thank you for being kind of the voice and the face of Fort Worth restaurants through all this. Uh, you've, you've really worked hard to keep people informed and, and to take to take the punches in, in pretty good spirit 
uh, even though it's been hard to keep up with a lot of it. Thank you very much for, for hanging in there. I appreciate it. We're all just trying to help each other out as much as we can, and hopefully we find the other side of this together. We'll be back in uh, Waters, and we'll be back in Bunnell soon. And until next time on the Eat Speed Podcast, I'm Doug Kennedy. And Steve Wilson.